Let us go on unto perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance for the dead work and of faith towards God. Yeah, thank you. You can sit down. So what is that place trying to explain? Who can quickly tell what you understand? What do you understand from that particular verse? Hmm? That place is... Okay. Fine. Does anyone have, anyone else have something? Okay. Fine. We can. The scripture is is uh, has, We can all read a verse and give different and give different interpretation to it based on how the Spirit of God ministers to us, right? But one thing I want us to know is that this particular verse is commanding us to what? To leave the elementary, to leave the basic, to leave the foundational doctrines, things about Christ. There are so many things about Christ that are basic, that are minute, that are just, you know, um, for a starter. Do you understand? This particular verse is admonishing us to leave. That is Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1. And that we should what? Move up. We should what? Step up. We should stop dwelling on these things that are basic, which is what? The doctrines of Christ. And then we should move forward to things that are more mature. Do you understand? That is what this verse is asking us to do. We should move towards things that are more mature. Things that, are, that we test our what? Maturity in understanding. So we don't need to start again and again, you know, talking and talking about foundational things, fundamental things, but we should move towards things that are worth mature. That is what this scripture is admonishing us to do. So the big question I have for you this morning is, how many of you are actually ready to make that dash towards maturity? How many of you are actually ready to make that dash towards maturity? We have been Teaching us, has been teaching, have been teaching us um, repentance, my um, new birth, salvation. You know all these things. The scriptures that we read made us understand they are what they are basic, they are fundamental, they are foundational, they are beginning, they are elementary. Now, and that same verse told us that we should press towards things that are more mature, things that will test our level of understanding. So, I many of you are actually ready to make that move? I want to see your hand signify. If you are actually ready to move towards maturity, you want to move from that point of drinking milk to the point of eating meat, to the point of eating solid food, and of course, graduate to the, to the level of what taking bones. Can I see you signify yours? It's your blessing of hands. Only two people. Hallelujah. The Lord will give us understanding as we continue. Can we bow down our head as we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, our Lord and our God, we thank you, Father, for this day, a day that you have made indeed for yourself. Father, we thank you for the weather. We thank you for gathering us together. We thank you for life, for strength, for everything you have done for us. We thank you for how you started with us this morning. Father, we know that we are sure that we are going to have an exciting time in your presence. Father, we pray that everything that we are going to do today, O Lord, Lord Jesus, may they be to your glory in the name of Jesus. May all our discussions, O Lord, bring praises to your name. And most importantly, O Lord, may they be beneficial unto us indeed in the name of Jesus. Father, O Lord, make us vessels unto honor. Men and women, let us grow into men and women of maturity. Men and women, O Lord, that will set the pace, O Lord. Father, for reigners and tail prayers, O Lord, that others will look out to a godly example. Father, all this and many more we ask through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So, good morning everyone. I needed to start that way to charge us, to know that we are in for serious business. Because the next line of teachings and our discussions will be a bit mature. And I'll be taxing us. Some of us that are very, 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 I don't use the word lazy, but you know what you are. You need to step up. You need to step up. Teaching is not just about just come and receive knowledge or just hear content of what I have to say. It must there must be a shift, transformational shift, a mental shift, a mind shift, spiritual shift. There must be a repositioning. 
something must change in your life. So I'll be doing so many things. I'll be taking us through many exercises for us to, uh, to move from that level that we are today to where God is was positioning us to be. That is why I made us understand there are certain things about God that are worth foundational. They are basic. There was a topic we were doing. I was teaching us heresy. Heresy. And I was I remember saying that day that there are certain doctrines. There are certain doctrines. You know, those 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 um those doctrines, there's a name I use. Hey, Holy Spirit. There's a name I used to describe it. That is things that no matter your denomination as a Christian, it stands. It is not contestable. Once you once you want to compromise it, then you have moved out of the what the true gospel. For instance, every Christian, every believer believes, you know, in the infallibility of the word of God, which is the Bible, right? So if you call yourself a Christian and your belief is not coming from the scriptures, no. then you are not a Christian. Mm. Is it not true? We all believe in Trinity. The God the Father, the God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Do you understand? If you call yourself a Christian and you're contesting this, then there is a big asterisk on what she stands for. However, there are so many things, there are so many doctrines and so many beliefs that are actually lighter weights. You know, there can be controversies over them. It's acceptable. For example, when it comes to baptism, I told us there are certain denominations that say, okay, baptism should be by immersion, whereby you have to dip. There is one that they do by aspersion, I think by sprinkling of water. There is even one they have to do by the pour water. There are many spies. Do you understand? Baptism is actually not what takes you to heaven. So anyhow you want to do it, anyhow you want to interpret it, nobody actually cares. Do you understand? It's not, it's not, um, it's not um, a, a core doctrine per se. So such, if you look at this, if you read this Hebrew chapter 6 downwards, it mentioned baptism as one of the words foundational things so there are actually things about christ things about god that are foundational that are basic that even when you toy with god will not be so mad at you but there are things that are very very serious they are very very serious you don't joke with them because if you do you are living in error so such are the kind of things we will be looking at you know in the near future hallelujah like your code this morning i said hallelujah Amen. all right so we move forward now there was a time i gave us projects and assignment for like um, and those that I did the assignment they failed to show up. I told us to seriously what's what what assignment do you know I'm talking about? Good things and bad works. Okay, very good. So you have done it. So what do you understand by good things? Like, 
You try front, eh? So she went on and on about what she understands. We do this, you know, your open kindness, you know, things that you do that benefit or profit the life of others around you, right? That was, I think that's what you are emphasizing. Very good. And the reverse of good works. Or good things in her own ways is actually what dead works. And that place that we read, or we read rather, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1, spoke about repentance from dead works and described it as a fundamental thing, a foundational thing. Remember that we have been taught that salvation can only come by grace through repentance and faith. So I remember teaching us steps of salvation and stylishly revising some of the things we have done because it increases from and i said you hear the word then you believe then repent confess the lord as your savior and then because you get baptized all these things are foundational someone that does not know god is being introduced to the family or the household of god that is the foundation as the beginning of something new in the life of this person. So, repentance from dead words is actually a foundational thing. Agreed. Now, for the sake of, you know, moving from known to the unknown, remember I've established the fact that these things are foundational. So, I, I want to believe, having been in this class this long, that you should have grown you should have grown, you should have come to that level where you are now saying, okay, these foundational things, I understand them now, I want us to move higher. But still, it is wise that when whenever you are teaching, you start from no, you start well from what people are familiar with, then you grow into your no. So because I want to start from the no, that is why I am starting with you know, starting it this way, so that you, know, you are not at a loss at what I am saying. So, having established that, what is dead works? What is dead works? So, if you are listening to what she was saying, it will have been very easy for us to, it will have been very easy for us to um, define dead works as a reverse of whatever it is said good works are. But I want to take it from a different approach. Please, the topic for this morning is purpose, calling, and assignment. I'm trying to build a foundation. Purpose, calling, and assignment. Now, all works, all works can look, you know, uh, can be interpreted to be good or bad by man based on what is outward manifestation. Is it not true? Every work that we do in this world, people can look at it and judge which one is good and which one is bad. If I mention kidnapping, everyone will say it's a bad work. If I mention stealing, people will say it's a bad work. If I talk, say evangelism, it's a good work. Working in a bank is a good work. We all have a way of ranking every action, every move, everything that's what people around us do. But in the lenses of God's eye, is it actually like that? Before God, is a work good or dead based on his outward manifestation? Actually, no. Because before God, your work is defined by the motive behind it. The motive behind whatever you are doing is what makes it good or bad. Your motivation, not actually the manifestation. I said, before God, a work is good or bad based on the motivation behind it, not its manifestation. 
and we open our Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 22 to 23. The book of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 22 to 23.
all that has set us thus far, what actually happened? Why was it that the good works or the seemingly good works of this one ended up being interpreted to be a dead one by the Savior or by their master? The motive. God bless you. So it was the motive. Sometimes you notice that people do some things because they want what? Favor. They want to be recognized. They want attention. I have said that before. Things that God gives you that are actually good can end up being contaminated by your heart. If your heart is wrong, if your heart is wrong, your reward will be what abundant. That is why he said that who can ascend to the hills of the Lord? He said those that have pure heart and clean hands. So God is so particular about your heart. And you should be careful because it is important we strike at a balance. Many Christians have used that, you know, quote that God is particular about your heart to justify many things. They come to church, they dress anyhow, they are careless about many things. And when you ask them, they'll tell you, well, God looks at the heart. My friend, Bible is very, very balanced. It cannot contradict itself. Even the Bible says that what um what uh, defiles a man are things that are coming out of him. And he said that to us, it is out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaking. So whatever you say, whatever you do, is actually a testament of what is going on in your heart. So you should be very, very careful to see that at every point on in time in your life, that everything you say, do, or what, think about, is actually built on the word on a right mindset. Don't do anything to prove a point to people. Don't do things because you want to be recognized, you want to be known, you want to be respected, you want to be favored. Do you understand? No. Don't do things because you want to prove um, you want to prove a point to God that ah, God I am righteous. No, 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 no. Remember, when we were discussing redemption, I told us that religion focuses on what? On us. What we can do well. But redemption focuses on who? Jesus. So, whatever it is that you are doing, in the name of service to God, in the name of giving back to humanity, you must be careful to ensure that your mindset your attitude, your motivation is actually what? Your love for God and nothing else. Are we understanding? We understand. A true child of God is not expected to be openly sinful, as I said earlier, or wicked. I can't come here and I believe I'm going to be Christian. If I should go out to evangelism, I can tell them, repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. Thou shalt not steal. If you are if you are stealing, is wrong. God is not happy with you. All those things. But in the household of faith, not just a newcomer, but someone that has been hearing the gospel over time, it is believed that you have moved. So your level of warfare is no longer a case of if I should take money here and you are still the temptation is still, should I take it, should I not take it? That we are not just a child of God. That is not the battle that the devil is worth giving children of God has gone beyond what you are facing now is a case of what, what you are doing which is actually good for you to make sure that you are doing it with a pure heart so it becomes a person of the mind so you are being to take control and, and charge of your spirit is what now matters so as a child of God you are not going to be totally sinful whether your thoughts what you think or what you speak or did. So if you hear someone across the place and tell someone you are crazy, you are mad, I will kill you, I will shoot you, I will do that one. That's it. You just need to value the person. Don't, don't waste your saliva on such a person. Do you understand? But in doing that, which is good, we must watch out against any attempt to find favor and acceptance or try to be made righteous before God by our own efforts, ability, or will power. I have said that also. Remember, 
religion puts emphasis on doing right. Doing right. You know, doing good. Doing well. That is what religion puts emphasis on. And it is not a bad thing. It is not a bad thing. Remember, I'm talking about what us balance and build it towards something. Remember that topic still made purpose. I'm calling an assignment, we'll get to that. But you need to understand all these conditional things first. Um, it is not a bad thing to do right. No, it's not a bad thing to what? To do well. It's not a bad thing, you know, to um, to do good. Religion itself is not even a bad thing. Because I have seen people who, in a bit to run away from religion, they end up with what? Who can tell me? I've said this person. People that are trying to run away from religiosity, they don't want to be look religious. They end up being what? Secular. They end up being secular. Do you understand? But the, the thing about religion is that it, it, it takes away the focus from God. It takes away the focus on Jesus. What he can actually do for you and through you. For rather you focus on yourself. Don't you know me? I am that guy that when I start to preach, when I start to preach, when I pray, hey, who is that demon? You know they fear face. You forget something that it is your authority. Someone gave you that authority, that power, that ability is what someone that was handed it over to you. Whatever you're doing is supposed to be glory to that person. It's not true. But in religion, you bring the glory to yourself, not to him that gave you that power, not to him that gave you that ability. Not to him that made that provision for you. So you need to be what? Very, very, very careful. Do not join the world to say religion is bad. And then before you know it, you end up in reality. And do not be so religious that you lose to with the word, the spirit of God. It is very, very important. That is why I have been emphasizing the need for us to be what? balance. So Jesus put emphasis on us being right, not on us doing right. Our belief, he expects us to want to believe right. Do you understand? He's not particular about your person. Who are you? Not what do you do. Talk to your neighbor. Ask your neighbor, who are you? Can I talk to your neighbor? Is your neighbor you? Does he have a heart? Who are you? How are you? Who are you? Not what do you do? Who are you? That is what Jesus, you know, is interested in. Because if you look at the scriptures, even when you, uh, the, this, the, the place I, I, I gave us last week, about the sense of giver, what did that demon ask? He said, Paul, I, Jesus I know, Paul I know you, who are you? Anytime a strange, you know, you come with someone that is strange. The question they always ask is, who are you? Is it not true? Before anyone begins to ask, what do you do? They must be interested in who you are. When they know who you are first, then they cannot begin to, okay, so you do this. Is it not true? So, the focus of your life should be who am I? Not actually what do I do? What you do is important and necessary. But when it becomes the focus, the primary or the principal focus of your life, then you are prone to becoming what? Religious. Is that understood? Is that understood? So doing right is good when it's motivated by love for God and obedience to his will. Because good works respond to God's love. Mercy and a new identity of righteousness, just as our sister told us. Good work good works responds to God's love. You are doing good because you love God. The person you are doing the good for might not be deserving. It's not true. Sometimes some people will need money, sometimes people will need attention, they will need certain things which is in your possession or you are in your power to provide. And you look at this person, you are like, this person doesn't actually deserve it. But because of the love of God, because God has what giving you that instruction to do this. You are fearless of what the person says or where the person gets to appreciate you or not.
So you are responding to God's love, you are responding to his mercy, and most importantly, your new identity. Remember, I just told us, Christ is more particular about who you are. That is why when you believe in him, feels that when you know, that um, all things becomes what passed away. Those are all things become new. So once you give your life to Christ, that is say you are born again, you become a new person. All your past life is gone. You don't build. I told us that you don't build on what you have before you came to come to Christ. Whatever you have, whatever you are then, it is a past that is no longer this was an old you. A new you emerges. So, as a result of this new you, this new identity that you have in Christ, you can now do certain things for him. And those things is what we can call good works. There are many things that we, that we call good works that are actually good works, but they are not pleasing. People might not like it. It's not true. There are things that we do that people will hate us for, but God in heaven is rejoicing. So if we say that good works are only nice, nice things, then what happens to such? Hmm? Jesus Christ, when he came to the temple, people were trading. Those people, honestly, they were getting their daily bread. Some of them, if there were other places for them to be, to walk, do you think they would want to be at the temple to be standing? There are many people that they, they, you see them in church, you see me in church 247. It's because, not because they love God, though. That's not actually love God. And I, I told them about eunuchs. Is it not true? We said we have voluntary eunuchs. Those that they sold themselves after to God. There are those that sincerely they want to serve God. Like they want to they sacrifice everything and they always make themselves available in the presence of God. But there are some that are always in the house of God because they don't have stuff, they don't have a job, they don't have something to do. And such people, if they now come and they see opportunity for them to maybe do one thing and one thing that will put food on a table, don't you think they will do it? So these people, practically, they, will, they, they could be helpless. It's not maybe because they, 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 um, they don't know what is food. I was sharing something um, on my, on my WhatsApp, I was telling people that the love of money is evil. But more evil is the lack of money. Because it's where there's lack of money. Do you understand? People become motivated to do certain things they actually never planned or we or ever think of doing. So this food that Jesus was still out of the temple, do you understand? To them, they will look at him and say, this man is a wicked man. He does not want us to eat. Just as the way that maybe when government have demolishing houses and stores, some will sell these people are, so that they want to sell to the village. Some will maybe we even die of heart attack out of that. People will be calling their names. Ah, first of all, is a wicked man. This one is a wicked man. Uncle is a wicked man. Um, someone is a wicked man. They are bad. They are not good. Look at people's means of livelihood. When car is chasing part of the road, they are constantly those people that they are wicked. Do you understand? But are they really wicked? There are some things that you have, you'll be doing which, to the eyes of men, you are disturbing them. You are annoying them. In fact, if they should have the way, they will want to eliminate you. However, it will turn out that those things you are doing is actually pleasing to God. So, as a child of God, do not judge. That is the reason why Jesus said we should not judge don't judge people. Bible says that by their fruit we shall know them. It is a truth. It is truth. But it is not in your position. There are some things that you just want. You keep your reservation. The, I, some, some, some things, I, some topics I shy away from. I don't want to argue. When I say people calling men of God, this man of God, he is, he is demonic. He is not that one. Except in cases where the Spirit of God opens my eyes, I'm sure that Leo, this one I saw. This one is not a child of God. It's the spirit behind it is not. That one is not by suspicion, by discernment. I see that Holy Spirit is not working with this person. That is when I can speak. And I'm speaking, I'm speaking with confidence. Do you understand? But because they say, I hear, he is reading, I don't have that time. Because of what is actually dangerous. There are some things that people might be doing, which to 
your own human understanding, you will think they are evil, but before God, they are actually on the last day. You that you are doing the right one, God will tell you wait outside. What of iniquity? That person that you have been condemning, God and God will embrace. May that not be a portion in the name of Jesus. I say, may that not be a portion in the name of Jesus. So the number one criteria for God's judgment of is not the act, but the act. You can jot that down. The number one criteria for God's judgment of good words is not the act. Is it is not the act, the action. It is the heart. The number one criteria for God's judgment or God's approval of any work to be good is what is not the act. Is it but the heart from which the work is being done. So if I come here, I pick room, I'm sweeping, I'm sweeping, I'm playing the chairs, but I'm murmuring. Imagine this treatment. Eh? Supposed to have come and come and search chairs, they're not even for me. I will, I will teach them, I'll see, I'll reach here. Hey, they're not okay. Don't clean them. I'm, I'm doing the work, but my mind, my heart is not clean. Do you think I'll get reward from that? Like, 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 if I like, let me sweep this whole joint. If my mind is not clean, I'll go back pains. I'll go and drink paracetamol and then everything. Painkillers. That is that will be what I will get. Pains. Nothing more. But when you are doing with a good heart, I'm sweeping and I'm rejoicing. I'm singing. I'm praying. I'm saying, God, I thank you for today. I'm happy to be to be among those that you have counted worthy to serve you. Well, you will know, they will, they will, they will put, there is even one that I got annoyed one day. 
I went to the comment because me, not doing it for hand, not doing it for mouth. I opened my phone. I went to the comment. I was like, have you married this babe? Which one is this rubbish? This is it a bit pre is it pre-wedding photo? He was seen like I was like, hey, what am I trying to say? Before their wedding, they have already done the wedding before wedding. So you will know, you'll be seeing it. So we even put in their this thing in in I mean in relationship. But this one there was no traces. And the guy was one, you know, and it was one, he was not looking so and stuff like that. Come on, but come and see the baby that the guy is just cash. I was like, how did this happen? I was surprised. That is how it is. When God does give you a miracle, those that look down on you, they will be like, uh-uh. What was I doing? And I, and I missed this one. Do you understand? But that cannot come when you are not savage. If they are serving him and they are looking at, ah, they have not recognized me. They are not recognized. They don't know that what that this ah, all the work I'm doing here. So you meet these people and they don't value it. Hey, if then you offer that, if then you just think like Ambo, you have lost it all. Forget it though. You have lost it. God will begin to bring your replacement. Start raising your replacement. You see, I like God for one thing. God for the slack. It's human being that slacks. Human being, if I tell you stand up now, some of you still between like this before you stand up. If God wants to, even if he rise from his throne, like with fire, God does not slack at all. Once he says this, that you are beginning to do something, you are already doing Replacement, also, he saw, ask Elijah. When Elijah was beginning to maintain, God raised Elisha immediately to take this place. Look at you. He's saying, uh-uh. You don't know. By the time Moses began to misbehave, Moses began to misbehave, God began to prepare Joshua. So if you if you are serving God and you, are, you begin to think you are too big or begin to um you know add funny sentiment to it, just know that your inspiration is close by. That is why sometimes when you hear that some people that are ministers of God, maybe they just die suddenly or something. It could be that they are, they are, they, the replacement has been prepared already. And once your replacement is available, your purpose is as good as done. Because remember the topic for today is what purpose. So if you don't want to be replaced, what do you do? Who can tell me? You take your place. And taking your place is with just say something that if this man will not praise me, I will raise his stone. So, do you want God to raise his stone in your place? You know nothing about God. When God wants to disgrace somebody, He will use people that you are one million times better. So, I think we pay you. That is, what, that is, what, that is one thing of God. If God wants to replace you, not be, if, if I should be replaced here now, and someone that is better than I come, I, wherever I am, I'll be like, but if someone that I know and I know and I know and I'm sure that ah this person, the person not even be speaking which half by this the person of the person cannot even have the kind of charisma I have. Do you understand? But the person now came. Do you understand? And this person now doing what we're not doing what God wants. It should be to God's glory. Do you understand? But what has he thought? That person as a lesson that what if I have been having private been bring my shoulder up that ah, there's nobody like me in this world. When I hear that, I will just calm down. That's how God does things. So never you make that mistake. This thing I'm telling people, eh? You know what they say, catch them young. They caught me young. Because most of our fathers, most of our mothers, most of people look up to, they don't know this. That is why you see them making funny, funny mistakes. Never you, no matter how far, some of you are saying you are going to be prophet, evangelist. Some of you that are not even, even in your uh, even in your careers, you are going to go far. God will use. Not that it's not until you are in a pastor in a church that God is using you. God can send you. God can send you to the banking industry. He want to use you as a voice to establish His kingdom there. God, me, I'm not going to send me to schools. 
So when I'm walking, I now understand that I want to continue this topic. When I'm there, I'm a man on a mission. I know that as a proposal, I am not. I don't join any kind of gist. Some kind of gist. People start gisting, I'll separate myself. Because I want to position myself with the way that when I come to you to talk, you not look down on me. So that is a way I'm also familiar. When I come and tell you, open your Bible to you, be like which Bible. So I want to give myself that respect. Do you understand? That's because I don't have an assignment. That God is taking me there to be a positive influence. Some of you is to be in the medical field. Some of you is to be in the engineering field. Some of you is to be in the law. In, 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 even in politics. God has sent you there. And your building process starts now. So you, know, you can grow so powerful and so influential at some point. You're not being an abundant You now begin to call yourself God. Hey, or like Herod. Herod that was calling himself, that was like so, so elated, so, and uh, he felt so proud. And God struck him, just trust not like worms came and ate him up. So never, please, never, or else you want all your good words to be rubbish and you'll be called what? Workers of iniquity. Now, with all this I'm saying, what have you learned? The main lesson there is that what grace is the ruling factor in doing good works. What did I say? Grace is the ruling factor. It's not your effort, it's not your ability, it's not your intelligence, it's not your beauty. It is not about you, it's about what? Grace. What did I say? It's about what? What is this grace? Grace is the godly ability and divine influence which works in our hearts in order to be able to do God's will. Grace is a godly ability and divine influence which works in our heart in order for us to be able to do God's will. Grace helps us have the right motivation. What did I say? What did I say? Grace helps us have the right motivation. It's not by power, it's not by my but my spirit says the Lord. Once you fall out of grace, <laughs> hallelujah, you know what happened? Who can give an example of a man that fell out of grace? So, very good. Another one. Eli, very good. Job, no, 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 Job, no. There is one I'm expecting something, but that one is used by God. Saul, Saul, Eli, all of them, they are men and they are adults, so it might not resonate with us. Something, a youth, like you and I, hot blooded. Hey, I was seeing you guys doing one by three, and I asked, they say that we are catching crews, we are enjoying. It is good. That is how something too was. He was hot blooded, like vibrating. You know what they call electrifying? Say electrifying. Like, you know, energy. The energy that is emitted from his body can shock somebody. That is how powerful Samson was. But he fell out of grace. And what ruined him? Hallelujah. You all know the story. I don't say women. Before the people, I already used to look at it. Already looking at me somehow. I don't say it though. You know the person that talked. So, <laughs> hallelujah. So, 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 he, he fell. When he fell, there was something dramatic that happened. They, 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 when they tie him, he stand up. You know, when he was deceiving the girl, when they tie him, he come out. Oh my God, you will see. When the girl had got him, he's thinking. You know, someone had got him, he's thinking. The girl has got in hand him is thinking he has got in the cocoa, the, the cocoa, the matter. They now tie him down. He thought that he thought that he's like before that we just stand up now. It's not just go and I'm okay. Before you know, his eyes are still <laughs> That is how it happens. So when you fall out of grace, you will think you are still you are still on it. No, you are still at left. You just be like, you just be looking at the law of God, looking at it. And if it's striving by your own efforts, by your own flesh, by your own strength, but even what 
men might be deceived. Men might still think you still have it, that the oil is still there. Because they say that the word, gift of God is without repentance. It will still be there. But the grace has left. Therefore, everything you do from that time, no matter how pleasant or how pleasing it might be to people before God, they tell you. That is why the Bible said, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Whatever it is that God has given you, preserve it. What did I say? Preserve it. Don't joke with it. Don't let that grace of God upon your life depart. If it departs, it may be miserable. Honestly speaking, life becomes a struggle when the grace of God is not upon your life. Remember, grace is that godly ability. It is that strength, that supernatural support you that makes you do things an average human being cannot just do. Hallelujah. So, everything that we do in life outside of God's grace and covering renders us what? Useless. Regardless of how nice or pleasing it might be. Hallelujah. So, in order for you to, you know, attain earthly existence, in order for your earthly existence, you know, to count for something, in order for your life to amount or to resort to eternal relevance, do you understand? If you want whatever it is you are doing, our sister here is a prime mistress, and I know it's not easy. Is it easy? If I give you, if I give you, if I call my phone to you, tell me to come and do it. It is not easy. Because to control you guys, it is something else. It is not, it is not easy. Now, my sister, just imagine. You finish to God going through all this stress. Last, last, you now stand before your God. You are expecting God to say, Ah, my wonderful daughter. Hey, all the work you did on earth. Eh? All, all the work you did on earth. Eh, I am so proud of you. You are expecting it from God. God now say, why are you here? And you are like, ah, ah, that, ah, ah, that. Don't you know me, baby? Don't you know me, baby? It is me, now that you are not on Zion. Ah, are you forgotten? That time I was in the world. When I'm thinking for you like this, eh, your angels always come up. Ah, angel came present, is not true. Angel Michael is not true. Don't you to hear my voice. Don't you use you, don't you that to my song when I'm singing. And the angels too, they be like, Friends, we need you. Don't just say, get behind me, fuck out, be debating. How will you feel? <laughs> it's not cry, you're going to cry. It's my head, that cry, everlasting cry. Do you understand? And you know the painful things? You are doing to work with all your heart, like the way you understand. But something very small, just point. Bible says what? Little foxes that spoil the vine. There are little, little things that you overlook that come and they pollute. Just imagine you have a tank of water. Somebody went there and just gave it to it. What happens? The whole tank was condemned. You feel it with a full pot of soup and rat went to die inside. You say, uh, ah, you, you manage it. You manage it. No matter what, you like, use one million to go to soup. That is what is, it is. So if you allow, if you allow certain things in, it will crumble. And you know one thing about destruction, very, very easy. You know this house, when they were building it, could have taken months or years. But if you want to put it out now, I tell you, in 24 hours, it is done. Just a day. A day. And you saw it in one hour. You, you will see everything become plain. So destruction is very, very easy. When Satan wants to finish your life, just one thing. You can just push on one fine paper on the junction for you. And you to careless, you just pack. Can I give you a list? Huh? From a list, you have literally had to your bedroom. Your life has finished. It is true. So you need to be careful. Just a small joke. We are just joking with somebody. Because the joke has turned to something else that we are fighting. And God is the angels of God that are with you. I begin to withdraw. So you need to be very, very what? Careful. Now, what is purpose? 
Purpose is known as reason. Purpose is known as the reason for which you are created. And as Christians, we have three primary purposes. Number one, we exist to praise or glorify God. Open your Bibles to 1 Peter 2 verse 9. Number two, we exist to do good. Another person, Ephesians 2 verse 10. Number three, we exist to expand the kingdom of God by way of the grace commission of Christ. Another person, Matthew 28 verse 18 to 20. So, purpose is the reason why you are why you are born, why you are on earth. And you see that all these things I have been talking about is what boils down to what your purpose. Boils down to your what purpose. Things that are likely to what hinder you from fulfilling purpose. Things that are likely to what hinder you from what entering that being enthroned on the what the throne of your destiny. Are we there? First Peter, first Peter 2 verse 9, other person Ephesians 2 verse 10, and the last person Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Which one are we reading first? Okay, microphone. But ye are you should show forth his word, his word praises. So God has what two Christ called us from darkness to his first life. So we are experiencing in our destiny to show forth his praises. So praising God is part of our destiny. Another another For we are in workmanship, created in Christ. He does not do more. Which God had before obtained that we should want them. So you can see those three scriptures we read emphasize that what the first purpose of every man is to show for the glory of God. The second purpose is to what you exist to do good, good works, good works. Just as I've been saying, please one house, one house. I'm not done talking. So the second purpose is to want to show for good works, as I've been emphasizing this morning. And the third one is to want to expand the kingdom, expand the kingdom of God. That's the third one. And when it comes to this expansion of the kingdom, there are two things I want us to remember. I said that God is particular about the counter expansion. Number one is what evangelism. Number two is edification. Edification is when it comes to what you growing, growing. Two evangelism that when you are not come, you have grown to an extent. God is now using you as an instrument to what to draw others to Himself. Edification. Now, there are two important days in the life of any man. The days you are born and the days you know why. And the greatest tragedy of life is to be alive, yet not knowing you why you are living. Celebrating your birthdays and counting your years when your days actually doesn't matter. Do you understand? Is a big error. So when purpose is unknown or forgotten, then life is strong. So we are going to continue much later. Remember the topic at calling and assignment. So I have trashed the purpose. So we're going forward to calling and assignment. So it is very, very important to know your purpose in Christ. Jesus. Hallelujah. How about that? Do you have any question? Huh? That question. 
Okay, let's bow our hearts as we pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you. We bless your name for your word that has come forth. Heavenly Father, we ask that this word that we have heard will not stand against us on the day of judgment. Father, we pray that you help us, O Lord, to become purpose-driven young men and women. Father, men that will rise, children, youth that will rise to become men and women of valor. A positive influence, exemplary one. Father, O Lord, even our elders, O Lord, they will look upon us and be challenged for good. Father, we pray that anything that wants to derail our purpose, anything that wants to pollute our works on earth, Father, anything that wants to make our existence on earth not to amount to eternal relevance, every Father, let your judgment come upon such in the name of Jesus Christ. Every Father, we thank you because of the great and mighty God. As we continue this service, Lord, continue with us with the glory of your name. From the Jesus' most excellent name, our prayers are answered. Can we do something for Jesus? So I'll see you guys much later as the services progresses. God bless you.